0: Hello, and welcome to the Learning to See podcast. I'm Jen Alward, your host, and today I'm excited to introduce you to Marjolyn Walker, artist, author, and breakthrough coach. She helps women find their voice, break up with shame, and connect with God. After discovering her own healing through art, she now loves supporting others in their journey to breakthrough. She wants everyone to know that you don't have to be an artist, nor be afraid of the process, because art and God bring healing in gentle ways. Look in the show notes below for some fun links, including an invitation to a free Advent course inspired by the book I wrote last year, A Refocused Advent, designed to help you see the journey to Christmas from different perspectives and calm your frazzled heart. To get access to all the bonus content like videos, downloads, inspiring and helpful links and reflection questions, etc., pop on over to Patreon to check out the different membership opportunities available at the learning to see Studio. Okay, are you ready? Let's jump on in and learn to see how collage can help us overcome fears and open the door to our dreams. Hey, Marshalin, how are you today? I'm doing great, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so glad you can make it. I know you've got a busy schedule. Yeah, it's been very busy. (laughs) For those who don't know you, can you introduce yourself a little
1: bit? Sure, my name is Marjolaine Walker and I live in Ottawa, Canada with two of my four children. I'm an artist, an author and a breakthrough coach. And I also do expressive art inner healing. I help women find their voice, break up with shame, and discover who they truly are underneath all the fear, rejection, and shame. And I do this through my Art That Heals community, where I use expressive art as a tool for healing and connecting with their true selves and with
0: God. Uh, It's amazing. Can you tell people a little bit about that artist healing community? We do a number of things, group inner healing sessions, where I'm just encouraging
1: them to really listen to themselves and to God and have that guide them. And then we do an art session, which is along the same lines, but just more uh, geared towards the art part. And I have a topic every month. And then just freshly added, I have a teaching every week. What I love most about it is that I get to witness these women experiencing breakthroughs and sometimes they're very little but they stack up and sometimes it's big and seeing how they react to their newfound freedom is just like nothing brings me more joy than seeing the chains fall off and seeing how they proceed to thrive in whatever god has called them to do
0: transformations and breakthroughs very cool and you're going to do a little art activity today would you say that's more of a- one of your like art sessions. This one is geared towards
1: something really quick. In my art sessions, I provide templates for them that they don't have to use because some people come in really uncomfortable, and I'm not an artist, and then they just get blocked by the fact that they feel like they can't draw. So I provide templates that they can trace or use. Most people don't really use the templates; they just realize that they can do their own thing, and it's awesome. <laughs> um, but some people have always used the templates. Yeah, it's a little different.
0: It's so nice to have some art activities they can do quick and for people to realize they can even have little moments of insight and breakthrough without spending hours and hours doing something. And then for your community, you go a little bit more in depth, you give them a little more time to get more, let the Holy Spirit and let their inner selves speak through the art. Exactly, and correct.
1: what I love about the activity we're going to do today is that you're using magazines so you have no idea what's going to speak to you and what's going to come out of it. So there's no planning ahead and trying to figure things out.
0: Yeah, and that just to back up a smidgen, how did you get into using art as healing and using art in your spiritual walk? It all started with what I
1: call a scrapbooking class gone rogue. I expected to slap photos on a piece of paper. When I got there, the instructor, was giving us paints and like mixed media supplies. And it was almost scary at first, but I got so hooked that I just started doing mixed media and I started teaching classes. And it was just amazing the breakthroughs that people were having as they were putting layers on paper. And then the healing part, I was a volunteer at an inner healing ministry, and they had asked me to do some creativity workshops. And I started doing that. And the breakthroughs that I was seeing were so incredible. I just knew that I wanted to focus the inner healing facilitation that I did. I wanted art to be a big part of that. So that's how I got to doing it as a business. For many years, I worked as a project, a designer, an instructor for different art supply manufacturers, but never dared to call myself an artist. But later on, I began <laughs> creating art because I needed an outlet to process my pain and my grief and I found that art making was therapeutic and I brought healing to my heart so what began as pain on canvas developed into layers of healing and freedom in fact I was wow. getting so much freedom that I started sharing my journal pages in a support group that I was on in Facebook and I was shocked when women started asking me to buy prints and whether I would do commissions for them And from there, I was asked to teach a workshop in that group as well and just saw more breakthroughs. So the the more I did it, the more I just knew it was the thing that I was supposed to do.
0: That's awesome. It starts so personal and then it naturally organically grew to something more. What a bonus to be able to make it a profession afterwards, you know, never the goal of art therapy or therapeutic arts, but it is sometimes a result, which I think is pretty cool yeah Um, it was
1: definitely not the goal but it just it helped so much to process my own emotions in a real and raw way and it helped me to nurture relationships with other women as I shared my art and then they would go and do it themselves and then we would share together and it was an incredible experience it wasn't a business for the longest time I did it as a volunteer for years and years but now I just have the opportunity to make a living from it so that's really great too
0: that's so cool. I remember from our last conversation correctly, you also just added a training option for people if they wanted to learn how to do what you do. So my uh, Art That Heals has three levels.
1: So the first level is the lowest cost, and it's called Art That Heals Community Circle. And then the next level is Art That Heals Inner Circle, and that's where the teaching comes. And then the third level is Inner Circle Plus, where they get a one-on-one with me as well every month. And once they go through that whole year, then there's the possibility to get into my certification program where they can train to do what I do. And if they get certified, they can then work with me in Art That Heals. They can facilitate sessions and they can do their own sessions under the Art That Heals banner. And so I'm pretty excited about that. My own coach pushed me into that. I I was a little bit afraid to offer certification. That just feels so big. It really does feel big. (laughs) It does. I have a year though,
0: because they can't apply for certification training until they've done the whole program. That's so good that you have that requirement because there's something about when you've experienced your own healing as you've made art. And of course, it's nicer when the healer is a little bit healed or a little further along in the healing journey. But there's something different about presenting art as healing once you've experienced the power of it.
1: Oh, for sure. I love it when I get clients that oh say I'm not an artist I can't do this and it's like if you can allow your inner child to draw if you are able to take a black crayon and scribble on a piece of paper then you can join my program because God speaks through scribbles all the time
0: yeah some of my clients have had the biggest breakthroughs over the most simple drawings, like stick figures and circles it's amazing
1: sometimes it's just shapes and it's like okay what do these shapes mean and all of a sudden you've got this whole story unfolding in front of you and it's just amazing yeah
0: would you mind sharing a little bit about that painting behind you?
1: Yes, (laughs) that's my favorite painting. It's called New Beginnings in the Chaos. I painted that when I was going through the most painful season of my life. I was in an art class and we had to do an abstract. I wasn't interested, to be honest, (laughs) but it was really fun because all the layers that we had to put, like it was just really helping me process a lot Mm -hmm. of pain. And I hated the painting the whole entire time I did it. Like every layer that went on, it was just ugly, ugly, ugly. And I was really struggling with knowing how to finish it and then at one point I was like okay it's done it's finished but I still didn't love it and then I posted it and someone said turn it over and I turned it over and immediately fell in love with it just the way it was I've been asked to buy it and I'm like mm, I'm gonna have to
0: make prints because I, I just can't I love it too much no it's awesome and what a story to say you hated it the entire time and you're going through a really dark season but it's full of
1: light and really beautiful. It really is. And then the the symbol, like people just think, oh, that's the infinity symbol, but it wasn't meant to be. My pain was just, I had black and I was just making this shape underneath the layers. So I ended up loving it. So I ended up, you know, adding the layer on top. I just looked into it, it was, it looks like a number eight. So I looked into what number eight means and it was new beginnings. And then, you know, there was some chaotic areas of the painting and I thought, well, new beginnings in, in the chaos. That's Perfect. Yeah, I think I love the name just as much as the painting, so that's why I can't part with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think that's one you can sell, but prints would be pretty awesome. Journal cover would is also- awesome. I'll, I'll put that on my list. <laughs> it's a really beautiful painting, and it's really cool to hear the backstory to it. Layers are really significant. I took a course, there was a one canvas painting, and I've heard about it for, uh, for supervisors as well when we do supervision for art therapists, is to have one canvas that you paint on the whole year. Oh, that's and fun. And I will- In the write-up, I will post the official name for that. But it's the whole thing is our life is built in layers. And I think this is a really cool example of how you can take one canvas and layer after layer, you hate it, you hate it, you hate it. You're working stuff out layer by layer, you're working stuff out and then whew, there it is. And it's totally transformed. And I'm all about the layers. So I've been doing mixed media
1: for years. I love to start with collage and all this fun stuff. And recently I joined an art school program and it starts with learning how to draw and learning oil paints. Like you have a source and you're supposed to copy the source and it's absolute torture for me. I just want to go back and add some collage and just all kinds of fun elements because the layers for me are the best and that's how I do it in my art sessions in art that heals the first layer is just marking up the blank canvas Mm -hmm. whether it's negative words that you want to cover up or whether it's positive words that you know are there that people can't see but it just it's all about the layers and we work in layers and God speaks to us through every single layer and we hear from ourselves too through every single layer so I can't give up the layers I'm excited for the next trimester in art school, where it's mixed media and finding
0: your voice, because I think that's going to be a lot more up my alley. Oh, for sure. It's good to start with some of those basics. They may not be fun. They may not be your end goal, but they're building something along the way, right? Yes.
1: And apparently you'll learn how to draw. Even your abstracts are going to be better. So I'm like, okay, I need to learn how to draw. I don't have any training in art. I just would slap paint on a canvas, you know, but nice to have some knowledge and learning how to mix color properly and...
0: Yes. There's something to learning those rules that make it so much freer to break them later. Exactly. <laughs> Would this be a good time to get into the art activity today? Or do you have anything else you wanted to share before we jump in?
1: No, I think I'm ready.
0: You did a really beautiful job in sending your material list and the write-up and everything. So that's going to be fun to share with everybody. But the supplies I'm remembering right now are cardboards, magazine clippings,
1: glue scissors or you can just rip everything that works too and then just add whatever art supplies you have stickers stamps glitter raid your kids craft cupboard too you'll find tons of stuff that you can use and give yourself
0: the freedom to go ahead and make a mess outside or just put down a covering on the table and you can roll it all up later there's something about getting messy that frees us up to find a new layer of insight exactly you titled this your dreams are on the other side of the door that is correct so the first step would be gathering supplies that kind of catch your attention or that you want to play with today yeah Um, so I'll just start talking about that
1: perfect so you'll need some kind of door you can make it as small or as large as you want so on one side we're going to put the things that make us fearful or that are holding us back from the magazine cutouts then uh, on the back we're going to put the dreams and the things that we believe are called to and we want to do and then I gathered some stickers butterflies and then I have all my Cutouts ready,
0: and I was just thinking, you know, if somebody didn't want to cut a door out. You could just flip a journal page. Absolutely, or you can just grab a
1: piece of paper and just work on both sides. And I want my whole door covered, so I got some large images to put as a background. But I'm just gonna glue some stuff down. I like to rip a lot; it's faster and sometimes describes
0: how I'm feeling, you know, with the ragged edges. (laughs) It can take away that idea of wanting it to be perfect or look really good or loosens you up a little bit, I think, too. And I'm letting my inner
1: child have fun. I'm throwing all the garbage on the floor, and I'll deal with that later. And I said to have some glue, but you can also use like a tape runner, which I'm going to use today just because it's faster instead of trying to get glue out of the bottle. And I'm not going to think too much. I'm just going to put stuff down. And I mean, the biggest part is going through the magazine and and cutting out what stands out to you. And I I find I
0: usually have to do that step in two steps, like a fast, just gather what catches my attention for whatever I'm thinking about. And then I sort it again. That's a great idea. And then on my instructions, I mentioned that you might want to keep
1: in mind that sometimes we beautify our fears and our comforts. (laughs) So we can be in a cage and we're stuck, but you know, we'll add pretty pictures and flowers to make our cage look good right so I want to encourage you to really think about how you might be doing that and maybe you're not but on my page of fears I'm going to add butterflies and pretty things because in some ways that's how I have stayed stuck in some areas of my life for like a really long time.
0: Yeah what a good reflection insight thought to explore and some of these for me like
1: You know, if I would have done this a number of years ago, there would have been some major fears because I've been set free a lot. But I found today it's been more like excuses, like I'm not stepping out because I'm not ready or I don't know enough or I don't have all the answers or I have health issues and I'm tired. And so a lot of it for today for me looks a little more like training and some of it trying to get out of the excuses that I've made. Yes. Like I just ran my first 10k and I cut out running the race with endurance you'd think that would go on the other side but I put it on the front side because my lack of endurance held me back and I made excuses I can't do it because of my health and I don't have the endurance and it's like well I've actually pushed through but now I'm pushing through for the next race a longer race so it's not quite ready to go on the other side yet.
0: Well, and I may be jumping ahead a little bit, but do you find in reflecting on the art you made and looking at the words and the beautification and the excuses, like then you can take each one one at a time and go, well, if my endurance or my physical health is holding me back from this thing I really want, what's an action step I can take to address that? Exactly. And I think on my
1: reflection questions, I put a section to add, I discovered this and my next action is this. Oh, that's good. And I mean, for me, yeah, there was a lot of action steps. One of them was having surgery (laughs) that was causing the health problems in the first place, which I had put off for way too long and spent the last six months recovering from that surgery. And now I'm just ready. And so (laughs) I've taken some of those steps, but I have other dreams, right? You're never quite done with the front of the door, I don't think. Or you just make room for the next new door. Exactly. And the beauty of healing through art, too, is that sometimes you think there's this big, huge issue, but as you deal with it, sometimes it just unlocks a whole bunch of other things, which is really awesome. So dealing with one fear can unlock many, many breakthroughs. That's such a word of encouragement. And I'm going to kind of at the same time work on the back, but one of the biggest things that I cut out this I love me. I think my biggest breakthroughs have been because I started loving myself. And so that was a big dream, right? Because I knew, like, once I figured out that loving myself would unlock a lot of breakthrough, that became a dream. (laughs) And
0: I've come a long way, but there's still a little bit to go. Yeah. Could you talk a little bit more about what helped you start to love yourself? And then how did that transform the fears or give you the courage to do the overcoming work, the actions that you needed to take for the breakthrough?
1: I started loving myself when I started really looking into what my young self, my inner child was feeling and realizing that all the things that I felt about myself that's what I was saying to her. I went through 20 years of inner healing and didn't get to this point. Um, but once I realized that I needed to really, really love my young self, and that doesn't come easy for some people because some people they're like, "But I don't like my young self. I'm so embarrassed by her. I'm this or I'm that." And so then I just realized we got to reach in and we do that through art, just allowing the young self to draw out or to speak without being interrupted or embarrassed or anything and once my young self started speaking and I started to fall in love with her because I was picturing her as one of my daughters I have three daughters and a son and I'm thinking like I would never speak like that to my child the way I speak to myself right, right. And so that I began to nurture my young self like I would want to nurture my own daughter and the more I loved on her the more I realized loving yourself means defending yourself, standing up for yourself, protecting yourself, just allowing her to be her the way that she is and allowing her to grow and get unstuck from where she was stuck. There was a lot of apologies to her and asking for forgiveness for the ways that I had really left her stuck, right? Like left her in the pit that she felt she was in. Part of loving myself is also making wrong things right in my life and just Mm. not allowing anyone to mistreat her. Hence how one breakthrough leads to multiples. Exactly. Which reminds me, I really should stop complaining about it because I'm having a hard time with the lessons and stuff. My attitude hasn't been the greatest, but just talking to you right now, I'm like, oh no,
0: like that's, what am I speaking to my young self when I complain about how hard it is? So it's good to talk to other people sometimes about a process and not just hang in there and push through it all on your own. Sometimes we gain a different perspective just by speaking it out loud. Exactly. And just for me right now, the process that Mm -hmm. opens me
1: up to like listening to myself as well. And so here I have a lot of big images. I'm not going to put everything down. I'm just going to put tape on one side so that one area can be lifted and you can still see like the other. So fun. And uh, I had put on the list envelopes, like if you wanted to make pockets to add stuff in
0: there. I like this idea of layers and hidden things and revealing. That's really nice. So many ways to do that artistically. Some of these things that I have on here
1: were on my vision board years ago, and now they've come to pass, right? Oh, and we'll then- be able
0: to visually see that. And because in the moment when we're doing the day-to-day stuff, it doesn't feel like we're making a lot of progress, but when you flip back or happen upon an old journal spread or vision board or something you're like, oh, oh goodness, I'm actually doing what I had wanted to do. <laughs> And didn't really think would be possible. I actually put on my vision board that I wanted to do triathlons.
1: And this is when I was living in chronic physical pain and had some pretty serious health issues. And I've done one now. Awesome. It's pretty crazy because I would not ever have been described as an athletic person. And I'm very slow, but
0: I do it. That is okay. We don't know how to win first place. My goal (laughs) is to finish. I didn't care what my time was. Finishing is a good goal. Yes. And finishing is hard in general. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's way more exciting to start. And actually the difficulty with
1: finishing is one of the reasons that would be on my front. Mm -hmm. I I never finish, so I'm not going to step out or it's just all the things that make it hard to open that door. But now I'm committed to finishing because I've had the healing, right? Because part of not finishing before was the fear of it not being good enough or the fear of people not liking it. And then if I don't finish, I never get rejected. True.
0: A hard one. Yeah. And how do you, in this process of art and making art and listening to inner child, how do you experience God? How do you hear or feel him showing up as you do these things?
1: In my mind, I see objects or hear words. And sometimes I don't even know what those words mean. I have to look them up. English is my second language. So sometimes I have to look up the words. And when they make sense and when they resonate, I'm like, oh, God just spoke to me, like for sure. And with magazines, it makes it easy because you're seeing images and you see which ones resonate or not. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just listening. It's that still small voice. I find my inner child speaks loudly through my body. So if I've been working too hard or committed to too many things, I start to feel it in my body. Or if I'm fearful, I tend to get cold and I start to shake a little bit because I feel like I'm super cold, but it's actually anxiety. So I'm like, okay, what what are you feeling? What's going on? Why are you afraid right now? Or why are you anxious? And then I can talk it out with myself. And then it goes away because I'm aware of it. And it's like, okay, I, I get that you're scared. But this is the reality. And that probably won't happen what you're afraid of. And even if it does, what's the worst case scenario, and we're going to deal with that too. And, and just the fact that I'm listening really
0: calms myself down. Yeah, the fear what would keep the door closed is what is there and this is scarier, this is nerve wracking. But the courage just to crack the door open and see what's there that's the scary part is opening that door when you don't know what's on the other side yeah
1: but the good news is with this activity we do know what's on the other side it's all that you've ever dreamt of on the other side so I got two buttons here that I was going to use as a doorknob. One says yes, one says me. I'm trying to figure out which one I want to use. Actually, I can use both. I'll use them on both sides. That's cool. And are those sticky buttons? That's so fun. Yeah, well, they're buttons, but they had a little foam in the back instead of a pin.
0: Uh-huh. I just thought they were fun. So yeah, I mean, I can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> right, adding layers. As they make this, what reflection questions or things to ponder do you recommend people thinking about while they do this? I have a worksheet for them. Five questions.
1: One was what dreams have been on the back burner for far too long? Why haven't you taken action to make these dreams come true? And then I added a bit of a hint there that your answers should not be about other people. (laughs) yeah that one hurts a little i know but as humans we love to say my dreams aren't coming true because so and so or because that person won't let me or because that person hurt me and the reality is and this is really hard to hear but as long as we keep making those excuses we won't find breakthrough and we won't have our dreams come true because we're always going to be held back by those things so, like we're
0: letting them pull us hostage, isn't it?
1: Yeah, basically, we're just giving someone else the
0: control. And
1: I mean, that's not to say that there's seasons in life, right? Maybe you're caregiving for someone and it's taken up all your time. Like, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just not taking any steps whatsoever for all the wrong reasons. Question number three, how frustrated are you with the delay? If it doesn't bother you that none of your dreams are coming true, and some people can't even dream because they're blocked, right? So this activity might look different for them because right now can't even think of dreams. But I find going through magazines really helps for that because you might see a picture that is interesting to your inner child and it might bring up some memories that, oh yeah, when I was a kid, I really wanted to do this and it might really bring up some things. So I think magazines are a great way to go.
0: They're so great. I remember in my training back in grad school, one lady introduced collages and using the magazine, she's like advertisers and companies spend millions and billions of dollars every year to create images that catch our emotions. So let's use it. I found
1: this picture, the benefits of stretching. I mean, obviously, it was about workouts. But I was like, Oh, no, that's speaking to me about stretching me in different directions in life. You get all these lessons as you read these titles that you see in magazines. So I love it. Number four, what fears are holding you back? And you may know what they are and you may not. So you may have to do some digging there and asking God and asking yourself. And then number five, what small step can you do today? Might just be today, I'm going to write on a piece of paper that I'm giving myself permission to do this art activity. And that's a great first step. Yes. Don't um, size the small steps. Exactly. And then the last part is review your answers above and write down what you will do to address each discovery. And so it's a bit of accountability there.
0: Yeah. But breaking it down, like you said, the front of that door is really paralyzing to think of all of that together. But when you have it spread out with words and pictures, you can start to identify one that might feel doable.
1: Exactly. And it doesn't have to be big. Once you do that one small thing, then you're like, oh, well, that wasn't so bad. And it feels so good that you did it after months of putting it off that then you're ready for the next small step. And then all your small steps add up to a big step. And momentum starts momentum losing momentum is not good (laughs) when you get started and you're all into it and then you lose momentum it's like you're starting over again from the start or sometimes I'll start a project and then I forget what it was all about right and
0: the heart's not in it anymore and it's kind of sad and (laughs) yeah so those small steps can start giving us courage just to begin cracking that door open and taking one small step which once we take one we realize oh the sky didn't fall (laughs) it gets easier to take the next one and the next one
1: you realize you didn't die of embarrassment or whatever it is that you were thinking would happen.
0: Yeah. And I love on the backside here, your dream side of the door, you've got growing into grace. I think it's kind of fun how when you've overlapped it, it's growing into your dream job.
1: Oh, I love that. And see, I wouldn't have noticed that probably till later, if at all. So you start gluing stuff and next thing you know, it's stuff just starts popping up and
0: And what you said earlier, I feel like that kind of also connected to what we're talking about right now with motivation and taking that scary little step of how you learned to love yourself. You had to be compassionate, almost picture your inner child as someone else's child. And be willing to stand up for her, which is standing up for yourself. Exactly. Just learning the different order of things. Mm -hmm. Because before,
1: when I was getting inner healing, there was a big emphasis on forgiveness.
0: Forgiveness, topic for a whole nother time. But I feel like that has been taught so wrongly. And it's good to correct our beliefs and our thoughts around that. And I love what you said, too, about you realize that God would never say those things to you. And so to picture him in those moments... And asking him what he's actually wanting to speak right to you.
1: Jesus isn't chastising you in this healing. He's not angry with you. He's holding you and he's bringing healing to you. And that's what I like to do. Encourage women to really hear the voice of the Lord and how he feels about them.
0: He's loving us and cheering us on. He's like, open the door. Exactly. Because look, all this is on the other side. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Thank you so much for sharing this activity and these insights with us. Is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap up?
1: Just that healing through art, it's a gentle way to heal. There's no pressure and you don't have to be an artist. You don't have to worry about anything. You just have to have a willingness to put a crayon on paper and let God speak, let your young self speak. You don't have to be afraid that it's going to be some super painful things. Sure, there is some times when healing and remembering things can hurt. But honestly, when you're doing it through art, I find the Lord is just so gentle. And uh, as long as you're giving yourself grace... It's a beautiful process. I know some people are afraid to go into a healing journey because they think they're going to discover things that they didn't know, that they don't want to know. And you know what? The Lord is not going to do that to you until you're ready. It's not something to fear. And I find through art, he just speaks to you like with little things, things that you didn't expect. They're just so good for your soul.
0: Yeah. The other nice thing about art, if it does start bringing up stuff that's really hard, you can close the book and you can take a break. It's a great container exactly
1: and you may need some extra help you may need (laughs) to make an appointment with someone and that's okay it doesn't have to uh, all come out here and it just depends what he's showing you and or sometimes he might show
0: me a dream and it's like oh okay i might need some help with the steps to make that happen yeah and again Circling way back to the beginning of our conversation, it happens in layers. So cliche,
1: but the onion story, it's true. You peel off one layer and then
0: there's another. And
1: sometimes God has the ability to get to the middle of the onion and peel off a layer that's all the way inside without going through all the other layers. Never know what he's going to do the people that are watching or listening to this today i would love it if you found me on social media or send me a message with a picture of your door and i'm Marjolaine walker m-a-r-j-o-l-a-i-n-e and then walker w-a-l-k-e-r thanks
0: again so much thanks for having me it was fun good we'll see you again (laughs) bye make sure you check out the show notes today for some really fun links